On June 27, 2016, year old lifeguard Molly Bish disappeared from her lifeguard post at Commons Pond in Warren, Massachusetts. On the day before Molly's disappearance, her mother, Maggie Bish, noticed a mustached Caucasian male in a white sedan in the parking lot at the pond. Though he appeared suspicious, Maggie brushed it off and dropped Molly off. Driver gave her a bad feeling. And I'm thinking, why is he here? What's he doing? You know, he should be at work 10 o'clock in the morning. And this is a children's beach. Swimming lessons are starting. It didn't make sense. Molly was only a week into her position as a lifeguard when her mother dropped her off at the Cummings Pond on June 27th. Maggie received a phone call. Uh, from the police later that day to inform her there was no lifeguard on duty at the pond, and when Maggie rushed to Molly's post, all there was were her sandals and her lunch. Uh, Molly's disappearance would lead to the largest and most expensive search in Massachusetts. I've noticed we've covered a lot of cases where it's usually they say it's the most expensive, which this was, was it, crap, this was 20 years ago almost. Yeah. But most theories surfaced, you know, the usual, that she had run away from home or was hanging out with her friends somewhere. Some thought she might have drowned in the pond, which, no offense against Molly, but, but she's a lifeguard. Like, ain't lifeguards supposed to be, like, pretty good swimmers? Well, I don't know, because, lo- like, you know, locally, like, I know where we live, our local pool, like, it's just people I went to school with. I don't think they have any training other than CPR. Oh, okay. So, so I don't think be. it's, like, well, elite. Well, she's only 16. Yeah, I don't think it's, like, elite swimmers. Um... Well, we're going to jump to uh, three years later on June 9th, 2003. It's almost three years, exactly. A hunter passing through the woods in Whiskey Hill area of the Palmer, Massachusetts, located about five miles from where the uh, family home was at, where Molly lived, spotted a blue bathing suit matching the description of the suit last worn by Molly. This information was you know, transferred over to the police, who conducted extensive search of the area and recovered her body. Though there have been several suspects named the disappearance and murder of Molly Bish, nobody has been formally arrested or convicted in connection to her crime. Uh, police have focused heavily on the description of the mustache man in the sedan that Maggie saw the day before Molly's disappearance. And two other workers of the pond told police they had seen a man of similar description once in the parking lot at the pond before Molly arrived for her last shift, and again the parking lot of the cemetery connected to the pond by a small path. Um, with you looking at this from what we've read so far, do you kind of think, you know, you got the audio that we played with her mom, you know, saying that he just a weird vibe, like I can get that. We've talked about that in other cases. Do you think this man had something to do with it? Mm. I mean, it seems likely. Yeah, it's very possible. Yeah, like it's, it seems very likely. Like, could have been... A creeper in the area, maybe, maybe not, but it just seems kind of sketchy. Um, in 2005, a Connecticut resident charged with attempted kidnapping was investigated briefly for the connection to Molly's case, but he was not charged. Uh, in 2009, police were led to a new suspect, Rodney that's Stanger, S-T-A-N-G-E-R, Stanger. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but Rodney was a Florida resident who was convicted of murdering his girlfriend at the time. And during the time that Molly disappeared, he had lived in Southbridge, Massachusetts, just a few short miles from Warren. And he moved to Florida shortly after Molly's disappearance. Um, 
his girlfriend that he killed, her sister had told police that he had access to a white car similar to the one spotted at the pond, and he was also known to fish at the pond and hunt in the woods where Molly's body was found. And his facial features match the match the drawing of the mustache man in the sedan provided by Maggie as well. So that's that's interesting. What do you think about him? Um Yeah, I think that's a good match. Like they probably should you know kill him. <laughs> okay, but uh so I, I could definitely see see that being a a very good strong suspect. Yeah. In November 2011, Gerald Battistoni, a.k.a. Confidential Informant Number 62 for the East, Eastern Hampton County Narcotics Task Force, was named a suspect in Molly's death. When he was announced as a suspect, he was serving prison time for repeatedly raping a teenage girl in the early 90s. Upon hearing the news that he was a suspect in the Bish case, Battistoni attempted suicide in prison. Battistoni had been in the area where Bish's body was found, and he also matched the composite sketch provided by Maggie. DNA evidence has been sent to Texas for testing, but no substantial news has come back naming Gerald Battistoni as the murderer. He died in Jamaica Plain in November 2014, again leaving police at a dead end. Town rumors has, have also alluded to the possibility that Molly abused drugs and possibly wandered off to get high on overdose, or got lost and died in the elements. As heroin and methamphetamines were prevalent in the area at that time it's only fair to list it as a possibility but i don't believe it's a probability i'm gonna stop you there like i don't see that either yeah i mean it's possible but she was only 16 it is possible because like i started dabbling around at a very young age so yeah it could happen depending on like who her friends were what she was around what kind of lifestyle she was exposed to like regularly well looking she had at, easy access looking at her mom her mom don't seem to be the type that would you know what i mean like and dive into stuff like that well, yeah. but him as a suspect gerald he seems pretty interesting suspect as well i think i don't know i feel like i get kind of blind when i see stuff like oh he repeatedly raped a teenage girl in the 90s like as soon as I see that, I'm like, yeah, hang him in the street. Like, I'll do it for you well, type. Like, just, I because, get just because he raped a girl in the 90s, could he have went to murder in 2000? Do you think he... I think it could have been accidental. Very possibility. Like, you know, he just was trying to get his rocks off, and then it turned into a murder. Very possibility. So I just get... I get blinded by that kind of thing, and I'm like, yep, him. But it is weird they said he tried to commit suicide after he learned Yeah, exactly. It. Like, oh, well, it you're a suspect. <laughs> But okay. then, even though, even if it was proved that he was, you know, that it proved he didn't kill her, but he'd still have that listed to him. Because there's other cases where, you know, people were accused of being a killer, and then even though they were ruled out, people still like, well, you're the killer, because you were mentioned as being a killer before. Well, yeah, it definitely ruins people's lives, but his life was, like, his life was already ruined from raping a teenage girl, like, like, dude, you're, you were already screwed. Like, oh, what yeah. are you worried about? Like, you already had a bad name. Yeah, that's right. I, I agree. Um, nothing new or substantial has surfaced in the Bish case since 2014. Bish's sister, Heather, hired a private investigator who searched the woods in Whiskey Hill and found a pair of plaid boxer shorts buried under a log. The boxers were similar to the ones Molly was last seen wearing with her bathing suit. 
and the shorts were given to police for testing. Only 26 of Molly's bones and her bathing suit were recovered, so the potential to find more remains in the Whiskey Hill area is pretty high. In 2016, investigators announced that 24 pieces of DNA evidence were to be retested in hopes that some of the once degraded evidence could be reusable again. See, everything I have read, I never could find anything. Do you think that's been, don't know what time in 2016, but if you just say early 2016, we're already looking at four years, but I could not find anything of an update as of right now. But it could just yeah. be taking forever. Well, usually, yeah, usually stuff like that. It takes a long time, especially for forensic, because they have to be really careful with it. You got and two. It's, it's old and damaged, like they already have to be careful anyways, but right. take extra precaution with old. Well, it's only 20 years. Well, yeah, you still got to be careful with it so you don't completely destroy it, because then you destroy all evidence. Well, there's two very good but strong suspects. it takes suspects. a long time. So between them two, do you think it's one of them? Yeah, I think so. Well, it could have been both. Well, Mind I think blown. they would have noticed two men. Which is weird, both of them matches it. But I was listening to the uh, podcast on... Probably, but the guy who hunts and fishes around there, that hunting and fishing around the area, area, yeah, like it seems like he would know where to put somebody. And not be found. Yeah. But I was listening to the Rania Alcala, the serial killer, the dating game killer. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about where he was trying to say that people didn't see him. He's basically his style back then was the norm for men, which could be like this though too. A mustache is very common, and mm. guys nowadays too. I look like a pedophile when I have a mustache. That's and weird else. to say. Like I wouldn't say that. Every a lot That's of people, weird. A say. lot of people do though. I know. I usually refer mustaches to like porn stash. Like you got a porn stash, not a pedophile. That's kind of no porn stash is more of the thicker <laughs> mustaches. That's like seventies, eighties. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking. If you can't grow a mustache like that, you shouldn't grow one. Some people still. If do. you keep a little thin Hitler stash, you need to just quit, give up. Mine was like it. when I was when I first got my mustache. It was. Like the opposite of Hitler, like it wouldn't grow in the middle. No, it did. It just wasn't as dark in the other spots, <laughs> so it looked it looked interesting, I guess. Because in my one, uh, well, you gotta start somewhere. But I'm ID talking about color. grown men that have weirdness going on. Yeah, the ones that have like three hairs on their cheek, and they're like beard going. I remember when I first cut my hair on my chin. <laughs> But um, I I kind of agree with um with Rod Rodney. Yeah, I I agree because like that he fished, knew the area. Yeah. And I just think kind of maybe if Gerald didn't do it, I kind of go with what I said earlier about he just it was a coincidence they tried to commit suicide because he probably didn't want that pinned on him that he just kind of. Yeah. Sure, way you take it. But it could be neither one of them. You know, I really, like, I like doing unsolved cases because, like, you know, you throw all these theories out there, but then also, like, a part of me, like, my anxiety part of me is, like, I need answers right now. Well, you got, you know. Like, I need to know. I got to solve this. What you think the drowning, which you know it's not the drowning because she's found in the woods, but I think a lot of the well, town. Well, she still could have drowned. Well, I know, but how's she going to end up five miles down the 
He could have drowned her and been like, oh shit, and packed her up the bed. But somebody would have seen him drowning her in that pond if she was a lifeguard and these other people were there. So she had to have got caught somewhere. Well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But the town rumors, like, the but rumors, no one would ever know. But because... the rumors with the drugs, that's more, that, that consider, I consider Hamlin doing that. Where we're, you know, where we, where we're at. You know, it's a small town, which we're, you know, all of West Virginia, a lot of it's small towns, but that's just like small town mentality. If they can't figure something out, it's drug related and stuff like that. Which... Well, everybody will say, oh, well, I heard she was fooling with this boy and this boy, his uncle's cousin's dog does coke and. Like, it's always some kind of shit like that. Yeah, that's dumb. But that happens a lot of places, though. A yeah, lot of places. like, that's everywhere, but that's probably just rumor of people trying to get closure with but something. before we go, one thing I want to mention, I don't know how true it is, because I read on a few different things. Uh, the last case we covered, the Holly girl, mm-hmm. the one I do not know how to pronounce her name right. Yeah. Supposedly... Molly wrote a letter to Holly's mom mm-hmm. when all that happened. So she was around, so she was younger and said, you know. Wait, I'm, who? The last girl we covered, the little girl that disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. Molly supposedly wrote her mom basically saying, hey, sorry for what happened. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wow. Giving, like, support, basically. And she was, I guess, like, 10 years old, too. And then that, they, I, I can't remember exactly. But I'm thinking it was either it was Rod, Rodney or Gerald was possibly tied in, and that's why they were trying to say that one of the other one, you know, either one of them killed Holly as well, and then eventually killed my bikes. I don't know how true the letter thing is, but I did see it on a couple that she had wrote a letter to Holly's mom about it, like being sorry for her loss and everything. And that's sad when she got kidnapped and killed too. Yeah. So that's why they were kind of well, I'm thinking, can't remember, like I said, I can't remember if it was Gerald or Rodney, which one it was. I thought that was interesting. If it is true, like I said, I'm not sure if it is or not. But I just wanted to throw that out there, because if it is, that makes it a little interesting. Because that's why I kind of done this episode afterwards for us, because it kind of tied in with the last episode. But, uh, you got anything else to say? Um, I don't think so. All right, uh, thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one. To the man who took Molly Fish, does June 27th, 2000 mean anything to you? I remember it as a warm summer day. We left home, we picked up the police radio, and then we arrived at the pond. The sand truck was there. We watched, mesmerized like little children, as the sand fell gently to the ground. Molly and Ma, for the last time. Molly said, goodbye, I love you, and ran off. It was her eighth day job as lifeguard. That was the last time I saw or heard from my Molly. I have held those words wrapped around my heart to sustain it from breaking into a million broken pieces.